1041. Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Nick Reed. Facebook Live activated. It's 1041 Nick Reed. Of course, you can always put messages in Facebook. I'm not the best at keeping on top of the messages that are in Facebook just because the the computer that I utilize, I see them a lot of times, but I, I probably don't, I, I don't respond. There's just a number of reasons I don't. The uh, American Transmissions Talk and Text Line, however, uh, you can always feel free to text. We see those. You know, we don't always respond. Sometimes it's clear uh, you don't necessarily need a response. It's just a thought you may have, but sometimes we do read those. I, I see the Facebook live feed as more of just a, a community where uh, you all can communicate with one another as opposed to the American Transmission Talk and Text Line, which is you know directly here to the show. And, of course, during the day, if you hear something and you have any questions, you can send in a message. We won't see it until the following morning uh, during the work week. But uh, nonetheless, it's real easy also to remember 447-KSGF or download the app. If you have that app downloaded, you just tap a button and it does it automatically. So the administration, there's a lot of things going on the last 24 hours. We're being told that that we do not think that this was a Russian missile, but a Ukrainian uh, uh, firing of a Russian missile or perhaps some other missile that, that actually it was an accident by the Ukrainians. Now, I'll tell you out of the gate. I don't believe the administration. Now, I don't also not believe them, if that makes sense. I, I just, maybe the best thing to say is I don't trust them. And I'll explain why, and, and it's an unfortunate position that, that we have put ourselves in as a country, and unfortunately also as Americans, having an administration, particularly when it comes to foreign issues, well, domestic as well, you know, just the... The ease with with the lie with with which the lies flow, you just never, you just never can believe them. I think the marker that was laid down for a lot of people, myself included, was the direct eye contact that Biden made with George Stephanopoulos when he promised that we would not leave Afghanistan until we got all of our people out, everyone who helped us, and within two weeks we were you know, just abandoning them. And still to this day, there are people there in Afghanistan that we promised we would not leave behind. I mean, it was just a, two, I think, two- or three-week period. And, and it, it, it was in no uncertain terms. It, it, there was no wiggle room. Stephanopoulos, I believe, even asked him, uh, you know, twice. Oh, so you are safe, just to make clear, because this is a pretty black and white yes or no answer. And Biden said, yeah, we will not leave anyone. We will not get out of there till we have everybody uh, out of there that uh, that helped us and, and Americans and so forth. And, and it was just such a stark lie uh, and, and about something so significant and important 
um, and a message sent to anyone in any country that we may ever need help from that, at least under certain administration, you cannot trust us. Uh, we may promise you to take care of you and your family, but eh, if at some point we decide we'll leave you instead, even in the murderous hands of crazed psychopaths, eh, so be it, it's no big deal, we'll actually declare it a tremendous success. For a lot of folks, that occurred, and it was a real wake-up call that, all right, you can't believe anything these people say. I mean, nothing. So when the administration comes out and we're hearing that uh, they think that it wasn't actually a Russian missile, I, I don't know, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, no clue, no idea. Trump yesterday, last night, making his announcement, this was after DeSantis had a press conference slash rally in which he did, um, uh, he, he was asked about Trump and Trump's attack on him. And he responded to that. We have that audio. There are um, there's an additional development with the Paul Pelosi case. And many of you are fully aware of the fact that the reporter who not long after the attack took place reported on the fact that uh, that, you know, in fact, police did not have to break in, that uh, police did not come in and, and see a struggle occurring at that moment, that they rang the bell and Pelosi is the one who answered like, hey, what's up, guys? And they're like, is there a problem here? He's like, no, no, it's everything's cool. And and just went walked right back into the house. And of course, immediately, as if we live in Putin's Russia, uh, that journalist disappeared off the air because that ran counter to the the narrative of the powers that be. And no explanation as to why. Claiming that it did not live up to their journalistic standards, but they didn't say what didn't. I mean, what, what was it that was reported on that you're claiming isn't true? The local NBC affiliate in the Bay Area did a report on Friday, this past Friday. So this is a couple of weeks after that initial report. And they are noting that, in fact, this is still something that's being claimed by local prosecutors. As opposed to the Biden administration, Justice Department, that these are two completely different stories. And he even sits down with the interim uh, uh, DA in, in that jurisdiction and asks about it, and we'll play that audio, that story for you as well. Also out in California, uh, a big old mailbag filled with ballots. Not blank ballots, but ballots that people had taken to the post office to have mailed in. A, a, a big old bag found thrown into a ravine. But don't you worry, it wasn't enough to alter the outcome of the election. So no need to concern yourself with uh, with uh, such um, uh, you know inconsistencies of of uh, voter integrity, Jason Ryman now with the latest news update. A Missouri judge says an agency previously led by Republican Josh Hawley broke public record laws on purpose to help his U.S. Senate campaign. Cole County presiding judge John Beatham fined the attorney general's office twelve thousand dollars plus attorney's fees. Beatham says the attorney general's office lied about not having records and did not quickly provide those records in an attempt to protect Holly's U.S. Senate campaign. 
Hunters harvest more than 93,000 deer during the opening weekend of firearms deer season in Missouri. The Conservation Department says the most deer were taken in Franklin, Texas, and Callaway counties. Kansas City Royals owner John Sherman says the team is considering several sites to build a replacement for the aging Kauffman Stadium. In a letter to fans, Sherman estimated the new stadium district could cost $2 billion. That would make it the most costly project in Kansas City history. Sherman says the sites under consideration are in downtown Kansas City or close to it. And crews installed the Springfield Christmas tree on Park Central Square. The official lighting ceremony takes place Saturday night from 6 to 9 on the square in downtown Springfield. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast. It is uh, ooh, scattered flurries this morning are possible. High of 35 today, wind chill in the 20s. Overnight low, 19. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, high of 44. Wind chill of 13. Friday, partly sunny, high of 32. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. The international community on edge yesterday as it was announced that a a missile flew into Polish territory, killing two Polish citizens. And the quote that kept being referenced was Biden promising that every inch, every single inch of NATO territory, we are on watch we will retaliate. There will be total protection. We will not accept any, any, even the inch, you know, sort of the, if you touch even one hair on the head of NATO, we will come after you. And so this sparked all sorts of fears. Okay, what what is the response going to be? There, it was big enough that there was a, uh, a, a alert sent out to international media that there was going to be a, a press conference and it was uh, you had uh, Biden there, uh, Trudeau, uh, who wasn't wearing blackface, so that was nice, uh, sitting next to him. And there were about nine others, about nine or ten world leaders, all sitting around the table. And so the press was put on on uh, on notice. All right, here, just get ready. The, an announcement's going to be made. Now I'm going to tell you now. If you didn't see this. It went by very quickly. It was the oddest press conference I've ever seen just because it was called in the first place. And so uh, I grabbed audio from Fox News. It happened during Jesse Waters' program last night. And here's audio of him throwing it to that press conference that international media was told to prep for, be here, be ready to cut in. And here's how it went. We're going to have to cut you off because the president of the United States is now speaking Okay. In Bali, Indonesia, on the heels of this alleged Russian missile strike inside Poland that killed two Polish citizens. Let's listen in. Mr. President, can you tell us what you know so far about the explosion in Poland, sir? No. Now, all the yelling you're hearing there are Biden's people telling the media to get out. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's time to go. Get out. Get out. And that was it. 
The feed went dead after that. You had the uh, the color barcodes that uh, you see when a broadcast get cut gets cut off. So you had the president, and the it, the the visuals were goofy. There were these two sort of like, look like giant uh, mixed drink umbrellas coming out of uh, behind. By it was just a weird setting, anyhow. And so they go, and the first question is, "What can you t- can you tell us anything? What do you know? What is it you can tell us about this missile strike?" And he says, "No." And immediately his handlers start to, "Okay, everyone, that's it. It's time to get out." Why would you hold that press conference? I mean, there are a few ways something like this gets handled. One, you hold an act- you 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 know you hold a press conference and you a- answer questions that obviously would not be that fruitful at that particular moment because there were a lot of unknowns or you come out with a prepared statement uh, and say, and you don't answer any questions, but you, know, you let the international community know that, you know, we're, we're looking into this and we, as you know, NATO, we stand firm with our, our declaration and our commitment to protect all of our NATO uh, uh, members and, and allies and, you know, just sort of the boilerplate reiterance of, uh, the commitment that's been made, and and then that's it. It's about ninety seconds, two minutes long, or you don't hold a press conference at all, and you release an official statement that goes out uh, from the White House or from you know NATO members, whatever it is. But to call a press conference, have one question asked, and the answer is no, I don't have anything for you, and then have your people. I mean, and you could tell they were ready. They were they were okay. Get ready, and it's like as soon as he says no, usher them out. I, it is it's the oddest thing, and what went on, the the thought behind it. it I, I I I'd love to know because generally speaking, you can figure out well, they were thinking this, and the plan was to do this, and it went wrong here, and so forth. I have no idea what they were thinking, what what the plan was, what the idea was. Because it makes absolutely no sense to hold a press conference and then on the first question say, no, I'm not going to tell you anything, and then usher everybody out. According to the latest reports, Biden disclosed that it is unlikely the Russian-made missile that killed two people in Poland was actually launched from Russia claiming there is plenty of information to contest that, he told reporters in Bali. Quote, I don't want to say until we completely investigate. It's unlikely in the lines of trajectory that it was fired from Russia, but we'll see. The Russian-produced rocket hit the rural eastern uh, area of Poland near the Ukrainian border. At the same time, Russia was hammering Ukraine from the air. And so what, what some are saying or speculating is that it was a Russian missile that the Ukrainians actually had and that they fired it uh, in an effort to uh, stop the other Russian missiles and and that it was actually Ukraine that fired it. Okay, Now, let me put it this way. I believe, and I'm going to explain this here, I'm going to take a break, that if it were a Russian-made missile, there would be two two potential responses from the United States. One of them would be to lie and claim that it wasn't. Now, that doesn't mean that that is the case. But it certainly is what I believed even prior to this, if something like this happened, if something like this occurred, because this isn't necessarily an unusual way for 
an enemy to test the waters. You 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 go in just an inch. And then you go in just another little inch, another little inch in the hopes that your enemy will not want to quote escalate things and because it was written off as, you know, uh just a small little incursion, it's not worth risking World War 3 over, but then you take an inch and you take another inch and you take another inch and and you you're you're gauging, you're testing the waters a bit. And so it isn't it doesn't take any sort of expert to recognize that you could have this sort of thing potentially happen where Russia would do something like this. And, and you know, what would the response be? And, and one of the responses, I believe, would be to lie about it, claim it wasn't them. And I'll explain why that is uh, here in just a couple of moments. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. The the press conference I was referencing with world leaders earlier and how odd it was and trying to figure out what the what the plan was there because uh, it just made no sense whatsoever. The press conference with Biden and Trudeau and other world leaders are all sitting there and uh, we go live to, to get an update on the the missile strike in Poland and then the first question is asking Biden sort of the open ended question what can you tell us about it or what can you tell us anything about it and Biden said no and immediately his people started ushering the media out saying okay get out all right thanks everybody it's like what was that that was the oddest thing so in talking about it out loud off air see I'm always trying to figure out how things happen and why they happen and here's a here's a, a potential reason initially the plan was. To have Biden say something. And, and you know, you could say, well, maybe they just wanted it to be a photo op, but clearly they called cameras to be there and live feeds to be there because you had international media outlets. Fox News was one that I, I you know, was watching it live play out. They had been given the heads up, all right, this is going to happen. And it, it's, you know, it's not like us setting up at Scramblers where it just takes 20 minutes. You know, when you're setting up, and for live video feeds from Bali to get, you know, there's a great deal of uh, of effort that goes into that. So it's not the sort of thing that you do unless there is actual reason for it. And so what I wonder if if what didn't happen is the initial plan was for Biden to talk, was for Biden to give some sort of statement. I doubt answer questions, but you never know. And then for whatever reason, after they made the announcement that this was going to be a live feed, uh, that uh, uh, all media outlets should be there prepared to to go live with the press conference. They, for some reason, changed their mind, but they didn't want to say they changed their mind. They did not want to, you know, have the questions as to why, what ha- is there something that has happened, what has changed. And so they decided, all right, well, we'll just, the first question that's going to be asked is, can you tell us anything? Biden, you say no, and then we'll just cut away and that'll be it. So that that could potentially be, the reason it played out that way. Now, Biden's now saying it's unlikely that the missile strike came from Russia. I believe there's a decent chance, maybe 50-50 chance, that in a situation, if it were Russia that did, or if it is Russia that did fire, that, that we will lie and say it wasn't. Why? So we don't have to respond. We've done a lot of talking. 
and a lot of talking in the context of NATO and a lot of you better not touch one hair on the head of anybody in a NATO nation. Biden has been very, very, very specific in saying we will, we will. I mean, every single inch of NATO. We're going to be taken care of here, so you better not touch a single inch of it. Well, here, two people die. You have missiles flying into a NATO country, killing two NATO citizens, Poland. Well, immediately, you begin the, okay, let's say it is, it was Russia, and let's say we even think it may be intentional. Is it really worth starting World War III over? Do we really want to escalate things? Or do we want to attempt to de-escalate things, have behind-the-scenes talk, try, you know, and so forth? The problem with that, of course, is it sends a message once again, this time in the name of NATO, that, well, yeah, we said that we'll protect NATO at all costs and we'll protect every single inch of it, but... Well, you know, I mean, it's just a couple of Polish people, and it was just a couple of missiles. And so, well, then how many? Four? Does it take a, a, a an apartment building? And so if you aren't willing to really, truly, genuinely protect every single inch, and protection for, I think, a lot of reasonable people is you step one foot in and we're coming after you. We, you, we will retaliate so that you know never to do it again because that's part of protection is, is demonstrating what will happen to you if you do this. And that's the, the posturing that, that NATO, led by the United States, has been putting on full display this entire time and now okay. Let's say that Russia did shoot those missiles over. What are you going to do about it? Instead of saying, well, golly gee, actually we didn't mean every inch. You just declare, we don't really know that they were Russian missiles anyway, and so uh, it doesn't count. As I mentioned, I don't know that that's the case. I mean, this, this legitimately could be a situation in which the Ukrainians somehow accidentally did it. But the fact of the matter is, with this administration and the, on an international front, militarily speaking, what we saw in Afghanistan, the promise, oh, we won't do this, or, you know, we'll do this first if this happens, we'll get everyone out, and then having no problem at all, just being like, ah, just kidding, suckers. We know their approach to dealing with these things. We know their approach to dealing with tough decisions. And so you cannot... Deny the possibility that should a genuine attack from Russia occur in this relatively small manner, we would just deny it was Russia so that we didn't have to deal with it. In ways that we have presented to the world that we would. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast scattered flowers. Scattered flurries this morning. Otherwise, sunny, I, <clears throat> 35 clear, 19 tonight, mostly sunny, 44 tomorrow, wind chill of 13, Friday, partly sunny, 32.
I pride myself on, well, no, I do overthink things. But I, when it comes to figuring stuff out, it, oftentimes the simplest answer is, is the answer. Things do oftentimes get overcomplicated. And we were talking earlier, I was trying to speculate what led up to that bizarre press conference yesterday, which was an entire press conference held with international leaders. Also, Biden could say no when asked a question, and then that was the end of the press conference. And and I missed the simplest explanation possible, and somebody texted in on the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line. Uh, well, how about this? Biden did have a prepared statement, but he forgot, and he just said no, or he got confused, or you know whatever he was supposed to do, he, he, he forgot and said no. And they realized, okay, let's wrap this thing. We do not know where this is going now. That is quite plausible. That does make tons that's, of sense. Actually, that's, that is the simplest explanation, and therefore it is the most likely situation. I, I think secondarily, uh, in second place in terms of likelihood, would be that initially he was going to, but they changed their mind, and, but it was too late at that point. But that is, that, that's, uh, yeah, the, the brilliance of simplicity there. Uh, how about he just forgot what to say? <laughs> I think I could where he was, it's like, am I ordering ice cream? I don't really know. It's a very confusing time. Uh, there's another component to this that I think is interesting. And that is the the what appears to be the position that's going to be taken here. And that is, well, the, Russia, these weren't Russian missiles. Or they were Russian missiles, but Ukraine actually accidentally fired them over. And somebody else texted in a really good point. Because one of the a lot you hear a lot of chatter, a lot of speculation, people talking about, well, maybe this, maybe that. And and one of the areas of speculation is that they were trying to use these missiles to shoot down the barrage of missiles that Russia had it was launching at Kiev and, and other parts of Ukraine. And they noted, you know, how would that, that that just doesn't really seem to jive because of the advancement of technology and the knowledge of how to utilize that. And and that just doesn't make much sense. And I agree with that. But at the same time. I'm a layman when it comes to some of that technology, uh, but it did seem like a far-fetched speculation. So what? What? The idea here, and maybe we're not supposed to ask these questions. If we if we go to the place where I was talking earlier about how, okay, well, even if Russia did shoot him, this administration and NATO would have reasons, given how they deal with things, to lie and claim it wasn't Russia. So you say it's Ukraine. Well, okay, let's talk about how would that happen. Um, I suspect that in a situation in which they were lying and claiming that it wasn't Russia that shot it, we're probably not supposed to ask those questions. But here's what I think is interesting about this new position, if this is the direction that the administration goes. Some of you may recall there were a number of instances relatively early on in which Ukraine would call out Russia for bombing a certain facility. And this was before things got really warish. They would call out Russia for, uh, they would say, we found mass graves. And some people publicly would speculate, how do we know that it was really Russia? How do we know that it's not Ukraine simply trying to um, motivate the international community to be outraged enough that they will step up and get more involved. And people who asked those questions 
were called puppets of Putin. Pro-Russians. I mean, you even had Democrat lawmakers ripping people who would ask questions like that. Who would, how dare you? By claiming that perhaps it wasn't Russia that actually dug those mass graves, it wasn't Russia that cut off power to a nuclear facility, but, but in fact it was actually the Ukrainians. I, I mean, what sort of pro-Putin puppet? That's treasonous. Well, now here we have Biden saying, oh, you know, it may not have been Putin that shot that missile over. We don't know that it was him. I, you know what? We actually think it was the Ukrainians. Well, is he Putin's puppet now? Is he Spreading Putin's propaganda? Where is the media? Where are the Democrats who accused people of treason for asking questions like, how do we know it was Russia? Now that Biden is the one saying it. Oh, but see, it's different, isn't it? Because we're not talking about true journalism. We're talking about propaganda. Speaking of NBC suspending the journalist over the Paul Pelosi report. Now, I know many of you know this, but I wanted to share some additional info on this. And, you know, of course, the background, some of you are in and out and you may not necessarily be familiar with this. But as you know, the 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 official stance of our government and therefore the media is that Paul Pelosi was home in bed. And this crazed lunatic broke into his house largely because of the rhetoric of Trump, see. And started beating him with a hammer. And Paul, Pelo- uh, Paul Pelosi managed to like, escape into the bathroom. He was so scared of the guy that he got in there. He called 911. And the police showed up and burst in just in time to stop him from killing Pelosi with a hammer because he was bashing away at him. And then you had days after that, not long, but days after that on the Today Show, a highly respected, award-winning Journalists from NBC report, oh, we have new information here. And in fact, it's a much different story. And that story is that none of that played out that way. But in fact, when they arrived, they didn't even know it was the Pelosi house. And Paul Pelosi is the one who answered the door. It was perfectly fine. And the guy, you know, the nut job was there in the house. And Paul Pelosi's like, it's cool, man. Nothing's wrong. And then turns around and goes back into the house. And the police kind of follow him in. And then that is when it was that the assault began to take place. Much, much, much different story. That does bring up a lot of questions. It did not take long in, in Putin-style for that news report to be scrubbed from NBC. And that journalist to disappear from the airwaves with no explanation as to why, other than saying, well, it wasn't our journalistic standards. Just this past Friday, just, you know, a few days ago, which was a couple weeks after the incident, the NBC affiliate in the the Bay Area did a follow-up report on this contradiction. Now, it's it's interesting because of the story, and I'm going to play the story for you, is a contradiction itself because in one hand it, like it's it's almost comical 
the story is totally legit straightforward, but at the very end of it, they make it seem like it's actually no big deal that these contradictions are occurring after all. So it's like they're they're acknowledging, they're beginning to maybe recognize that we can't hide this, this is going to come out, but laying the groundwork for, but it doesn't really matter, that in just a couple of moments. A traffic update now. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Thank you, those who have texted in on the American Transmissions talking text line that the feed is cutting in and out. Sarah's attempting to contact our engineer and find out what the hell's going on with it. So I believe, I know how frustrating it is. Trust me. So hopefully we'll have that remedied soon, whatever that problem is. Uh, all right, now, the Paul Pelosi deal. There is a new element to it, and for... You may... Well, I've got my ideas on why it is that the local NBC affiliate uh, in the Bay Area did the following report. Now, this was aired just this past Friday. So this is a couple of weeks after, I believe it's been a couple of weeks, that NBC, national NBC news journalist, was suspended for reporting on this same information. All right, new information tonight on a story that we've been tracking, the attack on Paul Pelosi, the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Our investigative team looked into why state and federal prosecutors each describe one specific detail of the police response differently. Senior investigative reporter Bagad Shaban has been checking with his sources to try and clear it up. He joins us now, and you've got some answers, Bagad. Well, just this all has to do with the moments, seconds, really, just before Paul Pelosi was struck in the head with a hammer inside his San Francisco home. Now, there continues to be con- contradicting accounts of a relatively simple question. Who opened the door that night when San Francisco police arrived to the Pelosi house? Now, the Department of Justice says the two officers opened the door. That's according to a federal indictment filed earlier this week. But the San Francisco District Attorney's Office, in another court document that was filed earlier this month, said Mr. Pelosi opened the door with his left hand. So the question is, what really happened? According to a source familiar with the investigation who personally watched the police body camera footage from that night, officers knocked on the door of the Pelosi home, then backed away. And the video clearly shows Paul Pelosi opened the door with his left hand, just like what was noted in the documents filed by the DA's office. Now, also as written in the DA docs, the source tells us the body cam video shows officers having a brief conversation with Pelosi and David DePap. That's the man accused of breaking into the Pelosi home before DePap starts beating Pelosi with a hammer. We reached out to the Department of Justice for an explanation on its differing account of this seemingly innocuous issue of who opened the door, but so far we have not heard back. However, I did get to ask San Francisco DA Brooke Jenkins directly about another issue many people are wondering about earlier this week, based on her office's account of Paul Pelosi opening the door. The case has certainly garnered a fair share of conspiracy theories about what actually happened that night. As part of your investigation, are you able to shed any light as to why Paul Pelosi didn't run out of the house towards police officers when he was able to actually open the door for them when they arrived? 
What I'm not able to do is to speculate or try to place my opinions on why someone acted the way they did in any case. Um, all we have is what happened. Everybody reacts to situations differently, and he will one day need to explain, right, to potentially a jury why he did what he did um, and what thought process was going on in his mind. But certainly we know that all victims of crime respond very differently in the, under the stress of the situation, and I don't think it's fair for us to place what we believe, um, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking. All right, Begat, I got to ask you this because, I mean, in the end, does it really even matter whether he opened the door or the guy opened the door or the police opened the door? I mean, how does that change the scenario? if you move away just conspiracy theories. Yeah, I mean, the reality is right now, Jess, we have no reason to believe that it matters at all. And that's why our source who has seen the police body cam video can't understand why federal investigators wrote that officers opened the door because they say the video shows officers didn't. But when two police agencies give slightly different accounts of what happened in this kind of high-profile case like this one, it just feeds into conspiracy theories, and that's what we're seeing right now on social media. People inventing crazy stories based on something as simple as who actually opened the door. Yes, and in a situation, I mean, Brooke Jenkins said that there, in a situation like that when so many things are happening, it is chaotic for the victim. So let's put all that aside. Thank you. Thank you, Big uh, Let's put all that aside so you're not supposed to ask any questions. Now, in the beginning of this, it does seem odd. You're like, NBC, this is the same network. Now, it's a local affiliate, but still, nonetheless, this is the same network that just kicked someone off air, suspended them for reporting on this. Why would they do it again? I think this is cleanup. I think that it is becoming clear they're not going to be able to hide whatever happened. And they have to figure out how it is to diminish the damage, how it is to explain away why it was they didn't report and what they reported. And the way to do that is to make it seem like no big deal. And so you begin doing this. You air the story, show, oh, yeah, there are contradictions here. But after all, I mean, uh, it's so what difference, is it? what difference does it make? You think it's not going to make a difference in court? When this is an individual accused by the Justice Department of breaking in in the middle of the night and just wildly attacking this guy while you have body cam footage that shows that poli- that it, that is not the way that it played out, that you've got instead Paul Pelosi's like, if I, they follow him in. They're all sitting there talking, according to somebody who is from the DA's office and saw the footage saying they're all sitting around talking. Everything's fine. And then all of a sudden he begins to hit. You think in court, particularly if you're talking about premeditation, what do you mean what difference does it make? Are you out of your mind? It obviously does make a difference. Why would you lie about it? If, in fact, it is the way that the body cam footage is alleged to to uh, show, why would the Justice Department claim it was something else if it doesn't make any difference? It clearly makes a difference. And it's not a conspiracy theory. I mean, they act like anyone who questions these. Uh, you have to be an idiot not to question this. You have to be a lemming, a sheep. You have to be a lapdog of the power structure to not question this, not a conspiracy theorist. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Now, another thing in that news 
segment there where he interviewed the DA, it's clear she's accepting the premise that, in fact, the webcam did show that Paul Pelosi opened the door. He wasn't being attacked. He didn't act scared because she's saying, well, we shouldn't question how people behave in those situations because unless we're in them, you know, we don't know. And there's truth to that. But that's also an apparent acknowledgement that that is how he behaved. News in 60 seconds. It's 